the business hour on OFM. We're still taking a look at business-related developments on the OFM Business Hour. Welcome back. Now, earlier on in the show, we heard from the president of Free State Agri, Francois Wilkin, regarding the increase in the national minimum wage from 25 rand 42 cents to 27 rand 58 cents. We're continuing with this theme and are now hearing from Alan Mogoki. He's the CEO of the South African Chamber of Commerce and Industry, known as Saki for short. Now, they've released a statement saying that they do not welcome the decision by government to increase the national minimum wage, calling it negligent and reckless, and will encourage business to rapidly explore and deploy an uptake of available and nascent technologies and artificial intelligence applications to reduce reliance on labor in an effort to survive. Hi, Alan. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Your statement was quite scathing as the South African Chamber of Commerce and Industry saying government prefers to only consult big business who may well afford those rates. But the majority of South African businesses are small, medium, family owned businesses. Aside from the lack of consultation with small business, what are your additional concerns around the increase of the national minimum wage? Well, yeah, I think that that's the first point that we're making, because if you look at where government tends to consult, it's largely within that leg, where mostly the big business formations are actually represented, and there's not a lot of a stronger voice for small businesses who, who are mostly going to be like affected by this. Remember, big business, the listed companies, they have high levels of capital, so they wouldn't necessarily be affected by higher than average CPI increases in wage. But the smaller guys definitely would be. The people in the farms certainly would be. So I think that that's the first point that we're making. And the second point that we're definitely making is that in certain sectors, such as the domestic sector, for instance, we know that for a fact there aren't too many households, for instance, in an environment of very, very, very high unemployment. Because the high unemployment really relates largely to the service level a category of labor, you know, people who are in, in construction or in, in the farms or in the domestics, whatever the case might be. Now what you're doing, knowing full well that your highest level of unemployment is that area, you impose a national minimum wage. What then it does, in an environment, you see, you can impose a national minimum wage in an environment where affordability is not, a, is not an issue. Like in other first world countries, unemployment rates are, say, below 4%. So if you take a category such as teachers, policemen, and people like that, who themselves use domestic workers, they now fall out of the category of employer mm-hmm. because they can't afford it. It was like, oh, okay, so I must now find 5,000 rand just to pay for domestic. And if I don't, I will be in serious trouble legally because it's now illegal not to pay the minimum wage. So that's the point that we're really making. So now you're going to render a lot of people that ordinarily would be employed, not to be employed. We're not supporting cheap labor, by the way, by no means. Not by no means we're saying go and pay people 2,000 and exploitative rates. We're not saying that. We're saying that the number compared to. So if that number works, for instance, in certain sectors of affluence in South Africa, so you go to big uh, suburbs, that shouldn't be a problem. But I don't think that someone who is a teacher, a single income house, even double income in that in that particular middle segment, will have sufficient budget in their disposable income to pay 5,000 rand for a domestic worker who's only there for eight hours a day and only five days a week. Right now on the OFM Business Hour, I'm joined by the CEO of the South African Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Alan Mogoki.
I mean, let's play devil's advocate, Mr. Mukoki. Um, Let's argue then, what is the alternative to the higher cost of living, particularly for those that are earning what would be a basic minimum wage? What would then be the alternative to alleviate the ongoing pressures? Because they then feel it the most. So the very domestic workers, the, the very people s- who are feeling that it's it's not true that the people who are feeling the pinch are the people who are, who are in low wages. Mm-hmm. It's the people who are unemployed. It's the woman who is uh, st- staying in an informal settlement with two kids and is only on three fifty. Now you are saying to me, if someone in the South, or some teacher who's working in a high school is able to pay that person 3,500 rand per month, they can't do so because they would, they would actually get into legal trouble. Mm. Because you are saying that the number should be 4-5. That's what the issue that we are raising. It's not so much about the person that's employed. Because you can make the same argument, would you rather have someone on 350 per month, or would you rather have someone on 3,500 rand per month? So there has to be a number. We're not saying that by saying the number that is there now is too high, you are saying that the number should be anything. No, 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 no. You're not saying that. Okay. We should find a number where we look at the majority of people who are employed. Let's just say my concern is not so much about the high-income people because they can afford it, right? My concern is that they are not the middle sector of employment in South Africa. They are not the majority of the people who are employed. The majority of the people who are employed are middle and low income. So now if we have to say, sure, the number that you're putting on the table, upper-income group people will afford it. But the middle of South Africa cannot afford it yet, and they can make a contribution to the economy to to, tra- to help us reduce unemployment, right? Like the people I'm calling, the police, the teachers, the nurses, they can afford it as well. But they can't afford five, four, four and a half. But maybe they can afford 3,000, maybe they can afford three and a half. What do we do about that category? Because we can take out maybe 100,000 jobs and make sure that people are living instead of them relying on the 350. The Business Hour with Oli Bocheng on OFM, the sound of your life.